Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I'm your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, the co-founder of TheLeveragist.com and Divizio.com. I think we have a good show lined up for you guys today. My all-around partner, Jack Humphrey and co-host, is not going to make it here today, but we do have a guest lined up. He's just not here yet. So bear with me while I try and get him on the air with us. Well, our show producer, Andrea, is looking for our guest right now. While she's doing that, in the meantime, I will remind you guys to check out Divizio.com. That's D-U-V-I-S-I-O.com, the all-new affiliate network for companies doing good. And is this Kristoff? <clears throat> it's Andrea, but I thought I'd join you until Kristoff does. Hello. Hello, Andrea. I was, How are I, you? I, I, I was given the wrong phone number to call in. <laughs> oh, Sorry I'm about so that. I'm so glad Andrea reached you, Kristoff. Hi, Gina. How are you? I am wonderful and much better now that you're here. So let me give you the proper introduction that you deserve. All right, all right. Our guest today is Christoph Wyman. Is that, did I pronounce that correct? Oh, yeah. Christoph is a keynote speaker and America's favorite five-star customer service customer experience expert. He is the best-selling author of two outstanding books on five-star customer service and hospitality, Getting to Wow the Customer Experience, and a topic that is oh so important to every one of our listeners, Christoph. Christoph is the founding yes. president of the National Customer Service Association's Las Vegas chapter. His company, Aspire Enterprises, is a customer service training and consulting company that specializes in teaching, training, and empowering companies and organizations to elevate the service they deliver to their clientele. So, Christoph, I'm going to let our guest go to your website at Christoph J. Wyman, that's W-E-I-H-M-A-N dot com, to read more about who you are. 
So we have some time to jump right into our conversation today. Well, so thank first, you, thank you so much. <laughs> well, I love it. Thank, thank you. you. Calling in from Las Vegas. Where are you all located? I am in South Florida. My co-host, Jack Humphrey, is normally in southern Indiana, but at the moment he's traveling and in Boston and can't join us today, so it's just going to be the two of us. All right. I'm excited. I appreciate the opportunity, and it's such an honor uh, to be on your show. You are doing amazing things with the Leverages. I had the opportunity to listen in to a few of the uh, previous broadcasts and uh, see the slate of amazing talent that you're able to bring on this show. So uh, I'm, I'm humbled and honored to uh, share the seat with you today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you as well. And I'm going to get you started the same way we get all of our guests started. And that is by okay. sharing what is it that's really getting you out of bed every day that's got that fire burning in your belly to do what it is you do? What gets me out of bed every morning? Well, it's my three puppies and my wife who runs the ICU at a major hospital in Las Vegas. I get up early in wow. the morning to, pre- to prepare her breakfast and put her lunch together before she gets off to work before 6 o'clock. I know that's not what you were talking about, but <laughs> that, is, that is part well, of the reality but... of, of our life. Um, but it's really about uh, being a person of excellence. And, you know, I, my, my niche is five-star customer service, five-star customer experience. But if you boil it down, it's about being a person of excellence in every area of our life. Uh, both career as well as personal development and inspiring, motivating, and and like you said in the intro, um, empowering and equipping people to reach that level of excellence in whatever uh, job, position, role, industry, uh, career they find themselves in. And I've been blessed to have this opportunity to step outside of uh, the role of being an employee and starting my own company a few years ago and now it's just an honor to, whether I'm speaking with one individual, one business owner, or to a group of hundreds of business leaders, and to be able to impart, you know, some, some bit of inspiration and motivation to spur them on to that level of, of excellence. Our listeners are all entrepreneurs, and so often in working with entrepreneurs, I see them making a big, giant mistake that I'm sure you see as well. They're always worried about their marketing and what they're going to do to generate that sale. (laughs) But they don't always think about the leverage that they can get to generate sale number two, sale number three, and hundreds of referrals that comes only from worrying about their customer experience and really supporting their customers to the best of their ability. You want to talk a little I, I bit ag- more about that giant mistake? Yeah, <clears throat> and, and it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, we, we live in the digital age. We live in the age of social media. This is nothing new to any of us right now. And it's super important. And and I go to a lot of events, not only events that I speak at, but also as an attendee, because I also want to be, be in a continual state of learning, always honing my craft and, and bettering myself and learning new, new information and new knowledge. And I go to so many events where I hear the person in the front of the room saying, 
Marketing is the lifeblood of your business. Marketing is the lifeblood of your business. And, and I, I don't disagree with that entirely, but if marketing is the lifeblood of business, that's one side. The other side is then customer service must be the oxygen. You can't live without either of the two. But as you said, so many companies, they focus on the marketing and the advertising. Super important. Obviously, we need people to know about your business. If you have a five-star business and you're delivering amazing service to your clientele, but nobody knows about it, then obviously there's, there's an opportunity for, for that situation to be solved. But on the other end of the spectrum, there are so many people that are focusing on marketing, marketing, marketing only at the detriment of taking care of what they call are their valued customers because they're always looking for the new one. They're always looking for the next one. I have numerous times sat down with a business owner, and, and I started out uh, in the hospitality hotel and restaurant arena when my first book, Getting to Wow, came out. And I remember a, a few times, in fact, when I sat down with the restaurant owner, and, you know, they're sitting at a three-star average on Yelp. And that's not really good. You know, that's average. And to me, average is mediocre, and mediocre is, you know, it's not excellent. And I share with them about the opportunity of what we can do to help them. And they literally will say to me, well, I would love to hire you. I would love to hire you to come in and train my staff, my team, because they absolutely need it. However, I've got to spend money on marketing. And I think, oh, my gosh. So you, he says, I know that our service is not awesome. But he says in the next breath, but I have to spend money to market to a wider audience so more people can come in to my restaurant to experience the not excellent service. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, what can you do? Let's, let's <laughs> cause a little bit of a mind shift for our listeners. The okay. way I view customer service and customer experience is marketing. It is one yeah. of the single most critical elements <laughs> of your marketing. And you need to start Absolutely. there before spending any other money on marketing to new potential customers. I'm sure you agree. I, com I completely agree, and I have a very simple – everything I teach is, is simple. I'm not a technology person. I'm, I'm not high tech. So anything that I ever teach is very simple, boiled down to simple phrases, simple ideas. But the effect and the result is, is massive, uh, massive success and excellence. So here's a simple phrase, five stars. Say it with me, five stars. Five stars. Equals five R's. Equals five R's. Equals five, five R's. R's. Oh, can't yes. wait to hear so this one. Do you want to know what the five R's are? You, you already do. alluded to them. So if we deliver five-star service, five-star customer experience for our clientele, whatever industry we are in, whoever those clients or customers are, we will reap the five R's. You already started to talk about it. The five R's are these, repeat customers. If they love what you do, if they love how you are taking care of them, they're going to come back. When people come back, what do they also do? They refer. They bring somebody else. So we have repeat customers. Number two, we have referrals. Your increase in referrals is going to go through the roof. Number three, what do happy, satisfied customers also do? They write positive reviews, right? So they are not yep. the ones out there complaining, but they're by word of mouth as well as going on social media and writing positive reviews. Number four, what that does is that increases the positive reputation of your business, your service, 
your expertise, your name, your brand in the community and at large. And then number five, and I always put this as number five, but many business owners say, no, 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 that should be number one. The fifth R is, can you guess? It's revenue. And so every time I people are always it. talking about the, the bottom line, the bottom line, but the bottom line is it actually should be the bottom. Because if we have re, repeat customers because they love what we do, they're, they're sending us referrals, they're writing positive reviews, they're increasing our positive reputation, we can only, by virtue of all of those things, the result is having increase in revenue. And I what you just outlined sense, right? in sharing those five R's is something I call serve and strategically monetize. When serve you're really serving your clients, you're simultaneously strategically monetizing your business, aren't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I love the, you know, serve is such a simple word, but it's so powerful. Right, and if we are approaching, which I I know that that's what you do. I mean, you you are you are involved in a number of different businesses. You have an amazing track record. Now now you have this podcast that's been going on for a number of uh, for a period of time, and part of your clientele is your audience that you are serving. And when we approach our audience or our clients with not trying to sell them something, not trying to m- manipulate or lead them or something, but actually from a place of service. And knowing that when we serve them, a lot of times it is selling them what they need. But it's really, uh, you said it a few seconds ago, let's get the audience to have a mind shift. I agree with you. And that's one of the mind shifts that we have to have is that we come from the place of service. And when we, yeah. you know, there's a Zig, Zig Ziglar, I mean, many people have said, when we help many people gain or acquire or achieve what they want, then automatically, eventually, it's going to happen to us. We're going to be able to get and acquire or achieve the things that we want. And so it's always about the client, the customer first. And I find it interesting. You know, I came, like I said, I came from hospitality, from hotel and restaurant, and it's called the service industry. <laughs> but I find so many, not everybody, but once in a while, you'll meet some people who say, well, I'm not that person's servant. And I know it's not like we're a servant in terms of, you know, the, the customer, the guest snaps their fingers and we come running. However, we have to, like J- uh, John Maxwell, who is the guru of leadership, a, a leader is a person who knows the way, shows the way, and goes the way. And it's about servant leadership, right? And being yeah. a servant is a powerful, powerful, powerfully uh, positively impactful position. It's not putting yourself below. It's not making yourself falsely humble, but it's, it's, a, it's a power position because of the influence and the impact that we can have. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <clears throat> so for our listeners who haven't really been looking at their customer experience and service in the way that you're talking about, where do they begin? Yes. <clears throat> Where do they begin? Call me. <laughs> no, I think it comes, I believe we have to have some foundational beliefs. Uh, the, the, the first uh, conviction that I have is that there is nothing that you can control in your business that will have a greater impact upon its success or failure than the quality of service or the quality of the experience that you deliver or provide for your clientele. I think that's a foundational uh, mindset that we have to have. If we don't believe it, 
then we're just going to be forcing, right? We're not going to be moving from um, a place of, of, uh, of congruency. Uh, number two, I'd say there's two things that I believe. Number one is every ca- customer or every guest, whatever we call them, every client deserves five-star service. And if we don't believe that, then we're not going to be compelled, motivated, inspired to want to deliver that. We're not going to invest time, money, effort, energy to train our team to reach that level of delivering five-star service. Um, So we have to agree that every customer deserves five-star service, period, bottom line, that's it. Every customer is a VIP, no matter who they are. Number two is every service professional, and if we are serving the public in any way, we are service professionals. So every service professional, if they have the right internal components, right, right mindset, attitude, servant heart, et cetera, I go into detail in those in, in my two books, and they're given the proper tools and training, they can consistently deliver five-star service. A five-star service or five-star experience is not going to start or, or going to happen automatically just because somebody is friendly, um, good-hearted employee, that doesn't mean that they necessarily have all the tools to deliver five-star service. Does that make sense? It does. So let's talk a little bit about some of the tools for delivering five-star service. What does that look like? The tools for Well, number one is training. The quality of, of the customer experience or the quality of the service is only going to be commensurate with the quality, the frequency, and the accuracy or the, the adequate type of training that is provided. Now, there are many industries that um, it's just a given. Uh, you know, in HR, in, in the medical field, I think maybe, uh, I'm not sure about real estate, but there are many industries where there's required amounts of up, um, education that an employee, a person, a leader has to have on an ongoing basis. But then there are other industries where they say ongoing improvement is one of their core values, but, um, and, I, and, I, and I'm certainly not picking on hospitality because I love the hospitality arena and, and those service professionals are unsung heroes. People think that that's uh, sometimes you're a bartender, you're a server in a restaurant. Well, that's not a real job, but it truly is a, no, a, a real job and a noble profession. But oftentimes in the hospitality arena, somebody can be with a particular company for 10, 15, 20 years and never have had any ongoing training past the time that they were onboarded. They usually have an amazing, intensive, uh, exhaustive onboarding program in many restaurants, but a lot of times there's not something that's ongoing periodically every quarter, even every year. I was at an event uh, speaking at a a national customer service uh, event last year, and I was talking to my bellman, and he heard, you know, he learned that we were there for the uh, con- the customer service conference, and he was telling me how he loves customer service and he values how he treats his guests, et cetera, et cetera. And he and he was really good at his job. And then he opened up his phone and he and, and first he asked me a question. He said, "Does customer service change?" And I said, "Well, there's certain principles, some certain basics that will never change, but there's always new ideas, new ways of uh, approaching." customer service, et cetera. So it's important to be kept up to date. 
and he opened up his phone and he showed me a picture of a certificate that he had received 15 years ago for customer service excellence, and he was very proud of it. I said, wow, that's fantastic. And, and then I looked at the date, and it was 15 years ago, and I said, have you gone to any other training since then? He said, no, that was the only one. I thought, oh, my wow. gosh. So this guy, but he's got a great attitude and great servant heart, and, but he's from training that he went to 15 years ago, that was what he was holding on to to keep him motivated and inspired. And, and it's, it's kind of disheartening sometimes, you know, as leaders, as business owners, as managers, we expect, we set standards of excellence, we have criteria and, and an experience that we want our team to deliver, and yet they are not necessarily always given the proper tools, uh, the training, uh, the authority, the responsibility, et cetera, and they themselves may not have ever even experienced what that five-star, elusive, vague, ambiguous experience is. What does it look like? What does it feel like? And I think it's incumbent upon business owners, leaders, managers to really, um, you know, step back and think about that and, and put some time, effort, and, and, and money into that in creating those opportunities to empower their team. Oh, I completely agree. I know within my team, <clears throat> one of the things that I have always done is to really help them create the mindset of they are an, a member of the team and I'm not the owner, they don't work for me. The company only yeah. exists because of all of them. And so when they're yeah. working directly with clients, it's not my client, it's their client as well as my client. And that has really yeah. helped to get them to give a different, higher level of service. Yeah, taking, I, I agree, Gina, because, you, you know, you're talking about them taking ownership, taking ownership, and it's not about, obviously there has to be one person who is the CEO or the general manager or the owner, but if everybody can act and and kind of, like you said, have the mindset that this is their clientele. And uh, one of my friends and, and mentors and who's also in the customer service arena, Shep Hyken, who actually wrote the foreword for the customer experience, my new book, uh, he talks about how everybody in the company should act, not, not in an arrogant way, but they should carry themselves in a manner as if they are the owner. They should, it should be not uncommon for a, somebody who's not, an, not the owner to be mistaken by a customer as, oh, excuse me, are, are you the owner? No, no, I'm not. Well, okay, because it, that shows what kind of mindset and attitude that they have and that they take it seriously and, and that they want to. They're not doing it because it's a job, because they're getting paid, but they really have this care and concern for for their clients. So I agree with you. I have an equally unusual opinion when it comes to refunds, and I want to see if you agree with me on this one. When I get a refund, I don't look at it as, oh, I've got this crappy customer who's whining and complaining and asking for a refund. 
When mm-hmm. someone comes in asking for a refund, it's a sign to me that I did not serve that client to the very best of my ability. Either the client bought the wrong product to serve his needs, or in some way, shape, or form, the product or service the client purchased didn't fulfill his needs. So I immediately send a message out to the customer apologizing for not serving the client to the best of my ability and asking the client to actually schedule a call with me, at which time I start asking probing questions to figure out, A, what was the client's expectation? What was the need that they had that they thought this product would fulfill? If I do have a product that will serve the client better, I will not only give them their refund, I will also gift them the product that really does serve them. In doing that repeatedly in my business, it has created so much goodwill and so many referrals that for many, many years, I really didn't even have to do much in the way of marketing because my clients brought me so many more clients, and that still continues today. What do you think of that idea about refunds? Uh, five stars equals five R's, right? Maybe the sixth one is refunds. Uh, uh, I think that's brilliant, and it's as you said, it's an uncommon mindset for many business owners, regardless of industry, because most of the time they're thinking about the cost, right? They're thinking about the cost. But I like yep. your approach because you said you, because you may not have served your client in, to the best of your ability. I, want, I would like to offer to add to that, and, and you kind of brought that out at the end, to the best of your ability with the information that you had at the time. Because you did serve them to the best of your ability based on what you knew to be accurate and true. But it's so uncommon. You know, first of all, when somebody asks for a refund, it's usually uh, a – pulling teeth and begrudgingly and then they write off the client or the customer like okay well I hope they never come back again but I like your approach and your and and the heart behind it because what you're saying you're 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 understanding that obviously that client already bought into you right Whatever the right. pro- product exactly. is, whomever we're talking, you know, our audience is a wide audience that's listening to your show. So everybody is in a different industry, a different niche. They have different types of products, right? Sometimes it's a digital product. Sometimes it's a live thing. Sometimes it's a physical thing, something like that. But they've already spent the money. So they believe that you had what they were looking for to solve the problem or to provide the solution that they were looking for. So that, we've already covered that hurdle. And you getting that new information more sense rather than just saying, okay, we're glad to send you your refund, no problem, no question. It's interesting because it goes contrary to what most people say. You know, 60-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. But Gina says, oh, no, money-back guarantee, but there will be questions asked because we want to make sure that we can still serve you if there is that opportunity. Isn't that amazing? It really is. <clears throat> and I don't ever do 30-day money-back guarantees with no questions asked. I yeah. am extremely confident that when applied, the products that I sell, which are all information-based, 
they really do work. The key is yeah. in the application. So right. when I'm offering a, re- a guarantee like that, there's always a guarantee that says you will get this kind of a result in this period of time when you apply it. And if yes. you apply it and don't get this kind of a result in that period of time, I will gladly issue a refund. But you're going to have to show us that you really applied what you got in this product. You know, people have told me for years that I shouldn't do that. I've even done that with a double your money back guarantee. But they need to show me that they applied it. I have never once had to actually pay a refund with that guarantee. Not ever. And I agree. And, 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 you know, there's no magic anything, but we do know that we as entrepreneurs, we have gifts, we have talents, we have knowledge that we can share with our clientele that will produce results. But of course, we have to do the work. We have to take the action. We have to commit to the program, the process, the system, because the system is proven. Otherwise, other people would not have purchased it, right? I mean, it's pretty right. easy for somebody to go out yeah. of business if if their first, you know, 10 customers or 10 clients aren't able to receive results. Well, they're not going to stay in business. So, yes, I agree, and I love that. And even in, you know, I mean, I know it's not your um, your audience, but just thinking about refunds in something as simple as in a restaurant. You know, they messed up my my order. They messed it up. And then it's like, okay, well, we'll take it off the check. Okay, but I still, they, they act oftentimes like they're doing us a favor when they were the ones exactly. who made the mistake. Which is not the I same as what that. you're talking about. But, you know, we've all experienced that. And then it puts the customer into this uncomfortable position. You know, oftentimes customer, you know, the number of people that do complain is a small percentage of the people who are unsatisfied because most people will just say, oh, well, just forget about it. We just won't ever come back. And you're talking about... If you were providing five-star customer service in that restaurant scenario, how would you have handled that? Oh, well, I have experienced that multiple, multiple times. And... First of all, it's taking ownership. I see so many times when business owners are unwilling, like they feel like because we live in a litigious society, I guess, they don't want to say, I'm sorry, we were wrong. And a lot of times a customer, a guest, just wants to know, hey, take ownership, take responsibility and admit it. And I will tell you, not only my own experience, but other people that I've worked with in the hospitality arena with at multiple different restaurants and hotels, some of our best customers, guests, become our raving fans when we turned around what I call a soup fly, something bad that could happen in a restaurant. We got the recovery. And so oftentimes when there is a... A dis- not a disagreement, but a, a disappointed customer, a business owner or manager oftentimes, or, or just a service professional that's not in leadership, often will back off instead of engaging and embracing 
and saying, okay, how do we turn this around? And if we are successful to turn it around, remember the customer's already there. Again, they already bought in. They already decided to give you their business. They want it to be a great experience. They don't want to walk away and end the relationship. They want it to be an ongoing situation. But if we can have the right heart, the right mindset, a servant heart, and really turn the event around, then that I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, that guest, that customer is not only going to come back, but they will be uh, raving about you and your business to others. Because, you know, it's not a, in, my, in my new book, The Customer Experience, every chapter begins with the letter E. I didn't plan it that way. But I have one chapter called Excellence. I don't have a chapter, Gina, called Perfection. And I don't think any customer. Mm, I love that. Any, yeah, <clears throat> I don't think any, any client or any customer of any business is expecting perfection from us. But there's a difference between perfection and excellence. And excellence is our standard, what it should be, and what we strive for, and what we t- teach and lead our team to aspire to. Knowing that, sometimes we mess up. Sometimes the, the fault is on us. Sometimes we did the wrong thing. Sometimes the, the customer is on hold for 20 minutes and we didn't go back to them. Sometimes we shipped them the wrong product. Sometimes uh, my wife is, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, she runs uh, the ICU at one of the, one of the major hospitals in, in uh, Las Vegas. And in the hospital, one out of three people have a medical mistake. So things happen, but if we can have a standard of excellence and then we can embrace our mistakes, we can still build a loyal following of fans that love us and love what we do and how we serve them. I eat out almost every day and have since uh, 2005 when I became a full-time RVer. Even though I'm no longer a full-time RVer, I still eat out almost every single day. And I can count on one hand the number of reviews I've left for restaurants. I recall three occasions as a legitimate mistake made with my order. And the way it was handled, not only did I get that item taken off of my bill, even though they did correct the mistake, I also got either a free dessert or a free appetizer, something else for free for saying I'm sorry, those were the three yeah. instances in almost 14 <laughs> years now where I actually took the time to write a review. And they were five stars in each case because they really did serve me so well, even and though it there was takes, a mistake that had been made. Sure. And, but it, and, and wouldn't you agree that it takes so little? The customer, the client, really the does. guest... They're not looking, not only are they not looking for perfection, they're not looking, you know, yes, one in a thousand, there's somebody who's trying to, to thwart the system and knows how to get something for free when it's not the, the company's fault. But for the most part, most people are not in that mindset. Most people, they just want a good service, a good value for the price that they've already agreed upon, and they want an experience. What, you know, and especially in the hotel and restaurant arena, right? If, if the experience was not important, then we would all be ordering takeout and there would, no, there would be no sit-down restaurants. Very true. Very true. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. So. So, what <clears throat> advice do you have for our listeners who have online businesses where there is no face-to-face with their clients? The clients are coming to websites. Does that change anything we've talked about so far? And what else can they do with customer experience? I, I don't think it changes the the basics. We still have to believe that every customer, every client deserves five-star service. And then that's going to come out in the way that we communicate with them. I actually did a show uh, for a few uh, series with a gentleman from England, Ravi Shukal, who is an online customer service expert. Um, this was back when, do you remember Blab about a year or two ago? I do. It was a, yeah. Yeah, so we did, we did a series on Blab um, talking specifically about online. And so it has to do with customers, customer communication. And what I find, there are so many companies now that are going away from even having phone support. And if they have phone support, it's, it's like going through a maze trying to find that phone number because they, somehow they're not wanting to serve the public. But if you've re- taken everything to an online platform, I believe it's still paramount to have a verbal communication because some people do not enjoy chat. That chat box, you know, pops up and okay, now I have to explain all this, which would take 30 seconds, but now it's going to take me five minutes to try to type it out and explain it. And oftentimes, so I had a situation that just happened. I won't tell the details of it, but um, it was, I I received a response, but I could tell from the email that it was just a generic scripted response. And I understand that if they're uh, communicating with, you know, tens or hundreds of people, but there has to be some personalization in that communication beyond just inserting my name. And we can tell when we read those communiques that they actually really didn't read my comment, complaint, uh, request. So that's one that I think is a huge, huge uh, problem for many companies that are, are strictly online. Um, and then, of course, uh, expediency. You know, uh, the re- we all know the reality. We are in this uh, dig- not only digital age, but right now age. And so if we are not responding to our online community, our online customers who, who have a request or a need in a timely manner, then that's going to increase the frustration and, and also, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, but one of the main theses that I talk about in the customer experience is very simple. How are you making your customers feel? And I think that when we get to the online arena, sometimes we forget about that. We think that it's just a transaction. And, I mean, you explained it already with the way that you, Gina, take care of your clients and how you respond to them when they request a refund. Well, to me, the way that you're uh, approaching them, that doesn't seem like just a transactional relationship. It sounds like you care are concerned about not just the client, but you, you care about the end result. You care about what results they're getting, what their outcome is. And so it comes back to the same thing. 
five stars, five R's. You're going to get repeat customers. People are going to be sending the link to other people. Oh, my gosh, this is an amazing program. I just went through this amazing program. You've got to go here and check this out. Repeat customers, referrals. And, uh, uh, you know, many of us have affiliate programs or we are affiliates of other people's programs. I mean, that's referrals uh, multiplied many times over, right? And so if we are taking care of and and serving our clientele properly, then they're going to want to be an affiliate. You know, there are there are some companies out there that people, oh, I want to be, I want to be a, refer- a referral partner for them. I want to be an affiliate for them because they believe so much in the product and the service because they themselves are a product of that product. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that the two arenas are different, but I think that oftentimes the mindset shifts. I mean, I've had people, again, where I've met at a conference and I tell them what they do. Well, I'm sorry, I tell them what I do in terms of providing uh, five-star customer service training for, for businesses. And many people have said to me, oh, well, I have an online business, so I don't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my do goodness. That's crazy. I have an online, have an online business. <clears throat> so what do you mean? You don't have customers? You don't have clientele? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's not really about customer service. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I've heard this too many times to count. And, and with them, I'm not going to try to you know, take – if they're not ready, then I'm not going to try to teach them about why it's important, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, in an online business, we have a unique challenge that is not present with offline businesses. And let me explain what I mean by that for a minute. Sure. As a whole, each person – is going to have a certain way that they prefer to learn and a way that they learn best. Some people like to read. Some people like Mm -hmm. to look at pretty pictures. Other people like to watch videos. So other people are more auditory and they want an audio Mm -hmm. instead of a video. In creating the customer experience, too often I find online entrepreneurs will take the way that they like to learn and apply that in their customer experience. So if they happen to be a video person, everything on their site is all video-based. <laughs> As my partner yes. Jack has pointed out on many occasions, my maiden name and part of my current last name starts with Gaudio. I tell people to spell that as G-Audio. I am an G-audio. audio person. I am not a video person. I don't watch videos. I don't like creating videos. I create videos because it serves my clients to the best of my ability. But I will also provide my stuff in audio format and in written format, and oftentimes in a PowerPoint slideshow so that they can get visuals to go along with it. That is a unique challenge in creating the customer experience. How will you create the customer experience for your customers? And what is the right way of doing that? For every one of us that are online entrepreneurs, it's not enough to put your stuff out in one creative format. It needs to be in several. Don't you agree? I absolutely agree. And, and yes, that is, you know, so you've described, I believe, the one way where, 
online business is much more difficult than an offline or in-person business. I mean, if I own a yes, restaurant, I totally agree. They're coming, they're coming to my restaurant. They're not coming. I'm not. I don't have a restaurant and a food truck. And I mean, I might, but I mean, they're coming to me. And so it's very mm-hmm. clear how I'm going to serve them and in what arena. And I agree with you. And it's a good uh, reminder for your audience because not everybody consumes and desires to the same way. And I might add to that what I was talking about earlier is then the way that you communicate, you know, with yes. your clientele. Some, we have so many forums now. And I know I've talked to so many people, uh, and they say, well, I didn't get your message because I only do Facebook Messenger when I texted them. Or, or people don't listen to voice messages anymore. I don't, you know, so we've got email, we've got voice message, we've got text message, you've got Messenger through social media. And if somebody is not uh, keyed in <laughs> on all of those platforms, then they're going to miss your communication. And, and it's a huge challenge. Uh, for, you know, when somebody thinks, oh, I'm going to start an online business, it's so simple and easy. I'm going to put up a website, put up some products, and it's going to automate, and I can, you know, go live on the beach and be done with it. But uh, that's not really the reality, is it? No, it's really not. I so wish someone would come out with an autoresponder that allows you to set up your forms for your website in a way that asks, how would you prefer for us to contact you so that they can oh, check oh. off email versus SMS versus voice versus snail mail versus whatever else they want to be communicated through? And you know what? You shouldn't have mentioned that. I think that that's a product right there. I think that's... <laughs> I really think there is a product right there. And I've said this to autoresponder companies, and they look at me like I'm purple with polka dots or came from outer space. And I'm like, look, guys, that would really be huge. And it would help every one of the customers that then use that service to do a better job of serving their clients to the best of their abilities. Right. And it's going to improve their, it's going to increase the loyalty. It's going to improve the experience for them. Like you said, there's ways that you prefer to consume your, your content, right? And sometimes if somebody's purchased a a program, and it's 90% one of the forums that they don't enjoy, then it's going to be, although they may be motivated and inspired, like I want to, I want to learn this information. I want to I'll learn how to flip houses, but everything is in audio and I don't really play audio, then I'm not going to put in the time and effort and it's going to be a begrudging kind of thing. Like, oh, I've got to trudge through this information. And uh, yeah, I think you're onto something for sure. Well, I have thousands of hours of training, and every single bit of it comes at a minimum in audio and video and PowerPoint. Sometimes there's additional written materials and PDFs as well, but I don't have a single bit that isn't at least in those three. And boy, what a difference it makes, because every time I'm talking to a customer, I get a different answer as to which preference they had. Some of them listen, some of them watch, some of them go through the PowerPoint. It, it's all over the place, and that's why I deliver it in all of those formats. And, and by doing that, the, content. 
the customer feels valued. They feel appreciated. They feel listened to. They feel like yep. you are there, there for them. And, and like I said, it's really, to me, it boils down to how do your customers feel? How do they feel when they engage you? How do they feel after they have been engaged by you, after they leave your place of business, after they leave your seminar, after they leave your restaurant? How do they feel? And what did you and your team do to positively impact their emotional journey? Couldn't agree more. And the other really nice thing about having an online business is there are so many platforms out there, like one of my clients, which is called SoTellUs.com, that make it super, super simple right after a client has made a purchase for you to then ask them to leave a review. You can automate that entire process. And that's one more thing that adds to the customer experience. Don't be afraid of somebody giving you a bad review. Expect good reviews. And when you automate that process, it tells your clients that you're concerned enough to ask how they felt about their experience with you. I completely agree, and I love Sotellus. I uh, I actually have about on my website, those that will go see my website, I think I have uh, 50, 55 Sotellus reviews from people that have read oh, my books, attended my trainings, used my services. I'm always preaching. In fact, Sotellus is actually in, um, let's see, they're in the chapter chapter 14 of my new book called Evaluation getting feedback from your clientele. Uh, and Trevor Howard please says, tell me you have it. an affiliate link for Sotellus. Of course I do, right on my website. Just Absolutely. making sure. It's a wonderful company. Well, on behalf of company. them, I, I will thank you for being in a very valuable affiliate. <laughs> you as an affiliate is just an amazing thing. Absolutely. And, and like you said, people consume in different ways. And we do know that more and more is going towards video. So rather than having somebody sit down on, uh, you know, Yelp and write a review, it's easier to take 30 seconds when the person is in their heightened state. They've just enjoyed this amazing event or seminar or your restaurant or your business. And then they're telling you, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. It's better than I had expected. Ten times worth the money that I paid. And then you say to the customer, would you mind just saying that again on camera? What do you mean? Well, it's just a quick app. It takes 30 seconds. And then they say it, and boom, it goes immediately onto your social media. It immediately populates to your website, and it helps the SEO of your business. I love it. And, uh, you know, more and more companies need to be aware of Sotellus and and get on board with them because it's going to help your business grow. Yeah, when you have it really is. everybody's everybody's website, we talk about I'm Christoph and here's what I can do for you. Here's what my process is. Here's the uh, the services I provide. That's me talking, and I have that on my website. Of course, we all do. But then to have ten or twenty or thirty or forty or fifty or more people who have engaged you, who have paid money for your service who have read your book, who have been to your, to your seminar, who have followed your systems, whatever your product is or your service offering, and they say, 
this person is amazing. You've got to go check them out. You have to go try their free trial. You have to go read this book. When you have other people saying it, it's, it's pretty hard to argue with. Like, okay. And those people weren't paid. They were just in the moment of having a great experience and said, yes, I will tell others about it. So, and when yes, you've got we, we, 50 of those up on your website, people don't <laughs> have to question, well, it, does this guy know his stuff? There's 50 <laughs> other people there, just like the person who's questioning, does this guy know his right. stuff, who are all saying this guy really knows his stuff. But that becomes a no-brainer decision to make a purchase. Yes, 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 yes. And they're doing an amazing thing, uh, uh, Tre- Trevor and Troy and Ron Howard, the, the founders and owners of Sotellus, because they're making it easy for people because people can just shoot a video. They don't have to edit it on their computer. They don't have, you know, if, if we said, here, would you be willing to uh, shoot a video of uh, how you enjoyed my service? A lot of people, well, uh, how, how am I going to, where, where, how am I going to do that? What do you mean? Uh, well, just go on your phone and shoot a video. But by having an app that you press the button and it says, okay, record now, and you don't have to edit, you don't have to do anything, it's done, it's easy, and it's simple, and the effect is so powerful. So that, And uh, they, have the, they have an opportunity after shooting that video to even share the video with their people on social. So it not only goes to your social, it can go to theirs if they so choose which, yes. oh my gosh, you can't put a price tag on how valuable that is to your bottom line. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't mean for this to turn into a uh, thing for tell so tell us, but... <laughs> I think they. I, I think it's well worth it. I think they absolutely deserve it, and, you know, we're both behind them for sure, aren't we? And if you do go check out Sotellus, make sure you tell them that Gina and Christoph said hello. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we've got about six minutes, five and a half minutes or so left in the show. What other advice do you want our listeners to hear? What other advice? Oh, there's so much, so much. Uh Well, then before we run out of time, let's tell them how they can connect (laughs) with you. Sure, sure. Uh, And we did at the top of the hour, but I'm going to go ahead and spell it out again. So my website is just my name, which is ChristophJWyman.com. And Christoph is spelled, and the whole name is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F-F, like Frank, J-W-E-I-H-M-A-N.com. And you can also find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, uh, and, and my email address is Christoph, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F-F, at Aspire, the number 2, W-O-W.com, Aspire2Wow.com. Uh, I'd like to, if I could, may I just read one short little thing out of my uh, book? That would be that? awesome. Okay, very simple. Again, remember I told you everything I share is, is simple, but it's kind of to the point. So it's, it's in this chapter called Engagement. 
and the, and the title says, what, what do customers want? Whether I'm going to a restaurant for dinner or staying at a hotel on vacation or going to an urgent care center for a checkup, I, as the customer, have certain expectations of that experience. I, as your customer, have expectations of how I should be treated and engaged. I want to be treated as a human being and not merely as a transaction. I want to be acknowledged and shown respect. I want the service I'm paying for to be delivered with some enthusiasm and care. I want the service I'm paying for to be of a certain level of quality. I'm not an account. I'm not a case, a file, or a policy number. I'm not a transaction. I'm not a subscriber. I'm your customer. I'm your client. I'm your patient. I'm your guest. I chose your place of business out of all the possible options available to me. I would like you to appreciate me as a person and not just thank me for my business. I would like you to introduce yourself to me. I would like you to smile sincerely and show warmth. I am here to experience the specific service that you provide. Whether I'm getting my car's oil changed or I'm traveling on your airline, whether I'm purchasing a $1,000 suit or ordering a cup of coffee, I am your customer, and I am spending my hard-earned money with you. I am showing support and appreciation and valuing you and your business. I want to feel that you acknowledge, appreciate, and value me as your customer in return. So That is so, so well said. You know, I think I'm going to go grab the book for every one of the (laughs) members of my team because for them to hear that firsthand, wow, that would be fantastic. Well, it has been an honor and a pleasure and privilege to, to share this hour with you, Gina. I know you are doing amazing things, and, I, and you know, you can, one can always tell when a person, as I said earlier, comes from a place of service and has that heart for their clientele, and, and I can tell that you do, and that's why we're able to resonate with, with this conversation. It's, it was so free-flowing. It wasn't uh, a lot of jibber-jabber, or uh, it certainly wasn't a debate it was just kind of sharing uh, from different perspectives what we both believe and how we can better serve our clients. So um, thank you so well, much Chris, for the opportunity. If, if I can gonna... ever be of service to you in your business, please don't hesitate to reach out. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're going to get my book, I actually have it marked down. It's available on Amazon. Oh, we didn't mention, and I think it's okay to say, uh, two weeks ago we hit number one on Amazon in three categories. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And so just kind of in celebration, um, it is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback. But at my website, I've actually marked it down just kind of in celebration for a short period of time. So if somebody is wanting to go get a copy of The Customer Experience, I invite you to go to ChristopheJWyman.com. And if you order there, I will personally sign them before they're sent out to you. So, thank oh, that's you so fantastic. Much. Well, thank you so much. And we will be back same time, same place next week. Have a fantastic week, everybody. And thank you again, Christoph. This has really been my pleasure. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much, Gina.
Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. Thank you.